Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This your main man, Kel Breezy. And once again, we are here in Kel's world, world, world. Mm. And guess what? I'm back. I'm back. And this time I'm going to be talking about horror movies. But on this episode, I'm going to once again be talking about remakes. And this time, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the worst horror movies because, believe it or not, guys, Especially for me, it's hard to say this because I'm not a really big fan of remakes, but there are some good horror movie remakes. I can't really say great, but there are some good ones, you know. There are a few good ones. Before I get started, I'm going to kind of shout out a few ones that was okay, some good remakes that was okay, kind of good. Uh, let's get started first, you know. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2003. Jessica B. was in it. Pretty good movie. I enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, they really turned up the notch with the goods and the blood and the gore and the killing than the original, so I'll give it the points for that. And my bloody Valentine in 3D. I'm not a big fan of 3D, but you know, it's kind of cool. You know, throwing a pitchfork, you know, in the, in the, in the coal mine. He threw that. Uh, pretty good movie. I like it, man. I love the, the first one was cool, but this was a good upgrade. It's really dark and gloomy and very snake is anyone could be the killer. Like a little couple here, they care with the main theme, you know. Valentine's Day, of course, but then a little love triangle. Oh yeah, and then the Halloween 2007 remake. Not a big fan of it, but it's pretty good remake. You know, they kind of tried to give you know Michael a reason for killing, and you know, but they didn't give him a reason. They just gave him a backstory. You know, I guess you could say it's a reason. You know, like coming from a poor family, kind of quote unquote white trash, and. Not having love in the family, you know, his mom's boyfriend was crazy, his sister was mean to him, had a bully. Yeah, but it was pretty good. The kills, my God, this is the most bloody and gruesome and just downright evil and biggest Michael Myers ever in 2007. Really want a fan of the part two. And after the, the dream sequence in the beginning was the best part, and after that, it was downhill of a shit show. So, anyway, so let me get to the Five, 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 one, two, three, four, five, five. In my opinion, best horror movie remakes. If you haven't seen these movies, stop right now. Go watch them, please. And you, you will not be disappointed because I didn't say they was great. I said they was good. They're watchable. They're pretty entertaining. So, let me go ahead and get into it, guys. I'm kind of prolonging because I'm just not a big fan of horror movies, but they have some good ones out there. So, starting it off in first, remake Dawn of the Dead 2004. Okay. Zack Snyder remake of the 1978 horror classic. It did have a lot to live up to, but you know, hey. But hey. Would prove to be anything but lazy in its recreation. <laughs> I mean, the film, it uh, made the zombie genre infamous, infamous, infamous. I, I really believe, like, after this one, like, it was just a whole bunch of zombies which just kept coming out back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the, the, the setting being in, in a mall, it gave, like, the cash, like, mm, come on. Mm. There was a lot of people in that mall chilling out, so it was a whole all new case of zombie bait. 
So yeah, it was a fresh take on the creatures and subtle nods to the predecessor. I mean, all while creating a rich retelling of George A. Romero's original. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna say them in the mall was pretty cool because if I was like during the zombie apocalypse, I probably want that's probably one of the places I would want to be in the mall. Like we just gotta make sure you know we like get the doors closed and locked. Yeah. I would want to be in the mall because I know there's a food court and there's food. There's other things that can keep me entertained games and places, you know, like entertainment places, you know, depending on the mall you're in, where it keep me entertained. But you can't make no noise because you'll draw zombies. So the, the mall would definitely be a good setting place I would want to be for zombie apocalypse to break out. Especially if they got a gun store or a weapon store or knives and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, but this, I, in this movie, it, it, it gave diehard fans, you know, the gore, the scares that, that the zombie fans that are, you know, the horse, so drawn to zombie movies that are fans of. I feel like this really did give them a lot of gore because it was really nasty and gory and mouth. They even had kids in this thing with mouths and bloody gore. And it introduced a whole new crop of zombie fanatics. You know, the film, they could have just, just couldn't wait to sink their next little teeth in. And this movie has some good big names in it, and I'm going to put out there, Vin Rhymes was in this. He was a total badass in this movie. Like, he was shooting, killing anything. Man. That hit made him pretty cool in this movie. The one, the dad, not the dad, dad, not from Modern Family. Not Al Bundy's character, but, you know, the dad from Modern Family. Ty Burrell, he's in his junk. Oh my God, stop. Stop, stop, stop. I'm going to save him last. They even had Makai fight for this thing. He had a pregnant girlfriend. But the girl, she had bit. She had bit, yo. So the baby's in face. So when she gave birth, she gave birth to a little zombie baby. It was very bloody and gruesome. Makai Piper hid from the world, hid from the group. And then Makai Piper had to bite the dust too, but they shot him dead. Dead, dead, desky. Right on itself, though. I don't feel bad about it. Not gonna even lie. Not gonna lie. But the one thing I already want to kind of save, I mean, that, okay, Sarah Pauli was in it, y'all. Ken Foray was in that thing, too, y'all. Okay. No fans? Nobody know him? Anyway. Tom F. Savini. Okay, God, we're not put some stick on him. Ken Foray, come on now. Come on, y'all. He was in Halloween. The big bear dude that got to fight with Michael Myers in, in the horror movie, Halloween remake. They was in the bathroom stall fighting the clothes Michael Myers stole from him. Big bear. Big bear, motherfucker. If you don't know him from any other movie, you know him from that. He was in that. Just saying, y'all. Don't trip. Disrespect. But the name. Tom fucking Savini. So Tom Savini was in this movie, guys. And he was the country sheriff, man. Oh my gosh, Tom Savini, such a makeup specialist, guys. Oh my gosh. <sighs> he was in he from Dust to Dawn, Creep Show, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Maniac, Friday 13th, Friday 13th, Part 4, the final chapter. Just to name a few movies that he was up in, y'all. Come on. Come on. So, I mean, yeah, this movie, it, it, I enjoyed this movie because it did have a lot of blood and guts and kill and scares. It didn't try to take itself too serious. It had a few little jokes here where the prick rich guy was like, hey, if I turn into one, all my rights, shoot me and kill me. And guess what? 
That little prick got turned to a zombie. He got killed. So it did, and, and it, it 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 didn't overkill with the zombie stuff. I'm glad because some zombie movies they just do too much. And these zombies were running. They put a twist on these running and jumping right. Here. They wanted slow born zombies. Uh, 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 yeah. These are running, so they made it even more scary for the, the survivors. Like, how y'all gonna make it? These zombies are running. Goodness gracious. Oh my gosh. That made it even more scary and made it even better for me. Anyway, okay. Moving on. You know, I had to put this on here, guys, because it made the list because number four. The Hills Have Eyes came out in 2006. They took a Wes Craven film. And those who know me know I am a fan of Wes Craven because he brought us a Nightmare on M Street, Freddy Krueger, and he brought us the Scream franchise. I'm not a big fan of the Scream sequel. Part two is okay. Three, they could have killed. Four, it was cool. But part one was the best because they had the best ghost face reveal. Yes. And it was brought to us by Red Craven. And he was even in that movie. I'm not here to be talking about Scream or anything. I'm going to be talking about Hills Have Eyes, the remake. This was the reimagination of Wes Craven. 1977, damn. And this is about like mutants, sadistic mutants living in the New Mexico desert, you know? After being laid into a trap by local townsfolk, this family got terrorized by this gang. Jupiter! Papa Jupiter, that was one of the characters. He didn't talk like that. That was one of the, the characters from, remember all that? Kill Mitchell and his characters. He would say, Jupiter. No? Okay. All that was a great show for my younger viewers who don't know about it. For the ones that do know, you know. All that was, ah, uh, ah, uh, that. Anyway, this movie, guys, this, this, I can say that this movie was a great remake because it it gave a little extra like it's supposed to, you know. It didn't, and it didn't. What I love about horror movies that they don't try to go find like huge big names to sell tickets because it it wasn't really no big name guys in this movie, you know, not too big as people never probably know, but nobody is really big in this movie. There was like a lister. There's probably borderline A and B, but. They sold it off the creativity, the name, and people come see it because they're like, oh my god, he was like, I love that movie. I got to remake it. Let's see what it's about. And it brought asses in there. Yep. I mean, it was a bunch of murder and violence. Like, if you haven't seen The Hills Have Eyes, I tell anybody, before you watch the remake, watch the original. When you watch this original, you're going to like the remake. It kind of has you seen shot for shot, and it's pretty annoying. But in this one, they kind of pulled it off successfully because they really updated it. You know, so I give this one a pass, you know. During the film and NC-17 rating upon its initial release, you know, it featured massive amounts of gore, bloodshed, you know, along with the monstrous appearance of the mutants. Like, they, they had a lot. This remake made us, you know, it made me think twice about accepting hell from strangers. It does. Like, I watch horror movies because I feel like I still survive a lot better because if I'm driving somewhere, I'm going to make sure I got a full tank of gas, especially if I know I got to go through like some little dead-end, small, hick towns because you never know, you get caught stranded. 
<sighs> some music gonna come out the heels, ready to kill y'all. And guess what? They the kills, the how they killed the music, and they just showed how well this family would do anything to survive. They blew up their own camper to survive. Come on, it uh, I I like that. I like staying alone. So yeah, come on guys. I mean, who was in this movie? Um. Emily the Raven? Fans? Anybody? Anybody? No. Nope. Nope. Vanessa Shaw? Um, anybody? Sounds familiar. She, she played in Ladybugs, nineteen ninety two. Hocus Pocus, she played in that. Remember? She played the girlfriend and Hocus Pocus to the boy who liked her. So she just grew up and looked with him. Kinda hot. Want to test behind me? He had Aaron Stanford. Okay, moving along. Nobody know these guys. I'm not even big. I don't know these actors like that. But who cares? The movie still was great. It's pretty awesome movie still. As a remake level, awesome. What also awesome for a remake? It's pretty darn good. So you know, hey, put some respect on it, like I do. So next, next on the list, The Ring 2002. This is a remake because initially this movie was made in Japan. I think it's called Ringu, something like that. But it became an American adaption. Yeah. In Japanese, it's Ringu, but America is called The Ring. So there you have it. Anyway, but you know, this movie was so chilling. And it made all things everywhere just like, well, look away from the, their television screens. Yeah, because of a vengeful spirit trapped on a, a morbid videotape that promises death within one week to anybody who watched the damn thing. Seven days. You watch it. They remind me. When this movie, you know, me and my sister watched this when we was younger on VHS. And then, like, after the scene or they had showed the actual tape, after that scene was up, our house phone wrong, and we literally sat there and looked at each like, "Oh hell no, I'm not answering that. I'm not answering." We did not answer because after that moment, we were pretty, we was pretty spooked. We were, we was spooked after that, guys. That spooked us. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are skeptical. The creep factor it goes up whenever one of those mark victims sees one of the videotapes. And like how this little girl some like she was just leave people laying, yo. Seven days. To be honest, I don't know who's creepier. Samara, the, the killer girl from the tape, or the little boy Aiden. That little boy was freaking scared looking. He he creeped me out. Cause he's like, I don't know. I think he he looked like he's possessed. Like I didn't know if like the girl possessed him tomorrow, custom, you know, possessed him. But he was creepy. Look, I don't care. That boy was weird. I don't know what they were going for. I mean, I guess the kid from the Sixth Sense was busy or something or too old. I don't know. But we did have Naomi Watts in this movie, Michael Henderson. Okay, you know. So, yeah, but most speaking of Michael Henderson, wait, he died when his buddy showed up. And it was like one of the best scenes in the movie where Samara came out the TV and asked to show her how she killed somebody, how she just crawled out the TV and stood there. This time we saw, old boy, he was good and did. No, what was his name in the movie? Sorry, guys. Didn't work out too well. Very well. Tip, tip. 
But anyway, oh man. It's like then you trying to they was trying to it make it crazy. It was so scary because how they were trying to figure out how to stop this, how to unravel the plans of this tape. Like maybe they found the girl's body in the well or whatever. Maybe they could end all this. Maybe they can stop this. And they did. Spoiler, you haven't seen it before. They did. The ring proved that horror can translate beyond cultures, languages, and differences of media. And that no one is safe from the grasp of death. Making Western movie goers everywhere tremble in their fucking seats. Because I know I watched this movie, I tremble. This movie gave me chills. Things they gave me nightmares, but it did give me chills. I was nervous. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh. So, yeah, this movie, even to this day, people still love the movie. People still watch this movie. Now, part of the sequels? No, nah, I'm good, y'all. Pass on that one. Pass, hard pass on that one. Anyway, moving right along here. Let's keep, let's keep on, keep on trucking, baby. Keep on going, baby. I be singing. I can't sing to save my life. Next, coming in at number two. Thing, 1982 by John Carpenter. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and put myself on a loser face wall. Loser face of the day. I didn't know this was a remake when I, used to, when I watched this. I did. And if you're a real horror movie fan, you had saw, you'd have known it was a remake. If you remember on Halloween, 1978's Halloween, Little girl Lindsay, she was sitting in her living room watching this thing. It came on the television screen. So let's let you know right there that the 1982 version of the thing was a remake because she was sitting there watching it. And what's crazy is the guy that made that did Halloween, John Carpenter, he did the thing. And the original thing came out in 1951. It's a horror sci-fi film. And I don't have to break that down like different subgenres of horror. So people can know about because some people really don't yeah, some people just put horror and all in one genre but there's so many subgenres because you have slasher sci-fi zombie um paranormal stuff like that monster movies so yeah but this was a horror sci-fi and um the thing from another world it followed even more closely the john w campbell novella who goes down Anyway, this it, it pretty much tells the story of scientists in Antarctica that encounter a shape-shifting alien that can assume the identity of anyone it encounters. Meaning, if it touches you, pretty much if that thing touches you, they say encounter, but I really feel like once that thing touches you, well, you're gonna die. You know, it can, it's gonna touch you. It, it could turn into you, and you it picks up your trace, like your weight, your face, your mind, everything. But hey, it, it has so much chilling suspense and. Horrific special effects in this the sound the soundtrack it's on the soundtrack it's on the score for this movie go listen to it on beats do, 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 do. I had to like look for it on Spotify and listen to it it was some pretty dope stuff like seriously guys I wonder can I find the score from that um yeah let's see if I can find a score um. I wonder can I find it. Let's see here, guys. But cause this, it has such a powerful score in the music. I wonder. Oh man, I can't find it. But guys, if you if you listen to like just listen to it. 
It's pretty dope. It is. I'm trying to find it. A Spotify, maybe one of the songs. God damn it. Oh, well. It was pretty dope. Hmm. Can't find it. I tried. Anyway. But anyway, so guys, maybe I'll find it later. Or you guys find it. If you guys find it, let me know. But this movie, it had freaking Elfin Kurt Russell. He was dead in Cars of the Galaxy 2. There's a whole planet in that one. He even had Keith David. The voice of Goliath from Gargoyles, the Disney cartoon, the Gargoyles. I'm excited just thinking about that. Even had my boy, T.K. Carter. T.K. Carter. Had two black dudes in it. How about that? Mmm. Mmm. But the thing, it consistently leaves you on the edge of your seat because you're trying to figure out who's really a human and who's really this shape-shifting alien. You don't know to trust. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Somebody, somebody. Who do you trust? You don't trust. And how they figure out how to find them, like, it's in their blood. Like, if, like they, and then they're fire, scared of fire, so they'll take blood samples and try to put it to a fire. And if your blood doesn't do anything, you're human. But if your blood just, like, moves and, like, mutates and makes screeching sound, you're an alien. And now you gotta die. Yup, like you're trying to figure out who is the real who, who is who. Then you try to look at it like that. You try to figure out when did this person get attacked by the alien? When did this person be- become get killed and become the alien? Like, dang, when did this happen? This thing was attacking dogs, y'all. This shape shooting the dogs and the special effects in this movie, <sighs> dude. That's why the '80s had some of the best horror movies because they special effects was on point. And this is a prime example, so guys. Please go watch 1982 version of the thing. This this is by far one has special, great special effects. You know what I mean? Come on. And then you know who reveals himself as an alien, the next alien. And then it's just with some, <laughs> and just with just enough jump scares and mystery to keep you both wondering and squirming. John Carpenter, he 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 showed that he was really not just gonna be killing in one movie franchise. I mean, you know what I mean? Like he outshined the campy special effects of the original. I can I can really say this is one of the few horror remakes that is better than the original to me. I I mean, hey, if you're gonna do a remake, hell, if you take it that long, like the original was nineteen fifty one, nineteen eighty two. How many years that apart? Thirty one years. Damn it, that's fine with me. So if you came out with a movie and they, it took you 31 years, they thought, okay, I think that's, that's more than time we can do a remake. I'm pretty sure we can come out some dope stuff for a remake. And it is. And it outshined because the technology was better. Not saying the acting was better, but I'm just saying, Kurt Russell. I'll leave it at that, though. John Cotton did it. Great director, too, man. Glad he's back on board the Halloween franchise. Hmm. How you like me now? Funny that I mentioned his movies. He, it's funny I keep mentioning John Carpenter on this thing. John Carpenter is one of the best horror movie directors there is. Sorry, but he got brought back seat to Wes Craven. R.I.P. to Wes Craven. Mm. All right, let's go ahead. Number one. What is number one? Who is number one? I am number one. 
The Fly, 1986. 1986. It had freaking Jeff Goldblum. The guy from Jurassic Park. He was in it. Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. I never gonna say his name right. That sucks. It don't even matter, but he was in it. He played in Dress Park. Told you. Independence Day. Thor Ragnarok. Mm. I'm just saying. Dude's iconic. I love Jeff. Anyway, this this is director David Cronenberg, who also was in the movie. He played a gynecologist in the movie, by the way. He he's pretty much famous for like his his gory, gory um body horror special effects, and this film is no exception. You know what I mean? So I'm just gonna let's look at some of the stuff he did. Um, video drone scanners, crash, just just a few. You know what I mean? I, I so there's just a few he's in. I haven't video drone. I haven't seen it. Um, uh, scanners. I, I haven't seen all of it. I've seen bits and pieces. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Check that out. And, you know, but, hey. Anyway. So, yeah. David Cronenberg. But, uh, yeah. This was on, on the verge of creating a successful... This is what this movie pretty much about. The character. The main character. Seth Brundle. Played by Jeff Goldburn. He was on a... He was a scientist. Yeah. He was, a, he was about to create a successful teleport device. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just stop right there. That got me right there. Science, teleporting device. I would love to have a teleporting device. I can teleport anywhere. Who would need cars if I could have a teleporting machine? Seriously, like I would have a teleporting device. I mean, but you have to have like set the other one up somewhere else. So where nobody can get to it or to access it. That was dope. That part there alone was dope. A teleporting device. We seen one like that, like in, in Family Matter for Steve Urkel made one, but he teleported him and the Winslows to Disney World, Disneyland. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And Steve and Stefan was there as well. Interesting. But anyway, let's get back into it, guys. So, but however, this is why it's called the fly. In the process of him experimenting with this teleport device, he used himself. Yeah. Self Rondo, he used himself. He didn't use like an animal to teleport from one pod to another one. It was a teleport device pod. So from one pod to another one. He decided to use himself. Ballsy, is he? Really ballsy. Because well, I wouldn't have done that. I would have to use anything. But in the process of putting himself in there, he um <laughs> a fly got in there. A fly came on with a rod. And the results in him not only come combine his DNA, because like that's how he teleports. Like it takes like all your particles and DNA and it teleports you to another the other part. So it combined his DNA with the fly. So he slowly turned into a fly guy. He was a fly guy in the worst way possible. But um and so what happened was he slowly like started suffering like these these sending to madness and his body started to change to this grotesque and monstrous creature. Oh my god, the special effects again in the 80s. Clap. Congratulations, guys. It was just great. See him turn to a fly. Like it was ugh, gross at his finest. 
Oh, of course, um, Gina Davis was in it. Remember Gina Davis? Any Gina Davis fans? You got to know Gina Davis, guys. She was a love interest in The Fly. She played Thelma Louise, A League of Her Own, Kiss Goodnight, Beetlejuice. She was the mom in Stuart Little. The mom in Stuart Little. Come on, God. Gina freaking Davis. There's no crying in baseball. But anyway, she was a love interest for Jeff Goldblum's character, Self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this this is slow and heartbreaking deterioration of both mind and flesh. It, it pretty much gave you like this juggling high type tale of terrifying horror remake. And this on you guys, you you don't have not seen any kind of science horror movie. Please check out this remake of The Fly because watching him transform and just his body deteriorated. Like he was a, in the I'm comfortable six shot. Like I say, in the eighties, like Jeff Goldberg, he was a handsome man. He even aged well. Well, he's not going to make up or looking weird, but you know. So, seeing him deteriorate from this handsome guy that can best pulling girls left and right into this nasty looking, grotesque, deforming human fly. Ugh. Again, it's a special effect for me, guys. Like seeing him crawling on the wall and then deteriorating and he's spitting his goo out and then melting this guy, the guy's body and stuff. Oh, gosh. <sighs> this is why it's the number one because it has teleport devices. <sighs> Stop there. And then special effects and Jeff Goldblum. Gina Davis. Oh my gosh, guys. Oh, that's just awesome. But anyway, man, guys, this is my five best horror movie remakes. Check them out, guys. And my honorable mentions, check those out too, guys. If you haven't seen the originals, I recommend it. I do it all the time before I watch a remake. I watch the original and then I watch the remake to see is it better or is it worse? Is the remake just as good? Just compare and contrast. But if you're not like me, just go ahead and get into these remakes. Anyway, guys, this is your main man, Kel Breezy. We are Kel's World. And remember, Kel's World is a fun place, a happy place, a loving place. All right, be good people. One love. I'm out.